lifelong committed relationship has been perceived as a religious position rather than a lifestyle choice based on scientific reality. But now, with the aid of modern neuroscience and a wealth of research, it is evident that humans are the healthiest and happiness, happiest when they engage in sex only with the one who is their mate of the opposite gender for a lifetime, end quotes. The science says that, generally speaking, the healthiest behavior, both physically and emotionally, is for persons to wait until marriage to come together, until they can commit to one partner for the rest of their life. Modern evolutionary theory about human sexuality is misleading, they write. This theory can be summarized thusly, that human beings are, in terms of those who propose the theory, designed to be promiscuous. The fundamental theory posits that men have relations with various women until they find one with the best genes, and women have relations with various men who could potentially provide resources and security to father and child. The data presented in this book shows just the opposite. The most up-to-date research suggests that most humans are designed to be sexually monogamous with one mate for life. This information also shows that the further individuals deviate from this behavior, that the further individuals deviate from this behavior, the more problems they encounter, be they STDs, non-marital pregnancy, or emotional problems, including the possibility of making it more difficult in the future to develop healthy connectedness with others, even possibly with a future spouse. And they say, we know that intimacy involves the entire individual. Perhaps the most damaging philosophy about intimacy in recent years has been the attempt to, sec- to separate intimacy from the whole person. It's all of your person. Now, I understand that what I'm talking about today might be sensitive, and, I, and I'm not trying to overstep, but science is catching up with the Bible has always told us. And... I want you to look with me, and we've looked here in Genesis chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 15 through 25, but I want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm just kind of laying some foundation for what God has ordained. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Now, I understand this is not a popular position, abstinence. Abstinence until you say, I do on the marriage altar. Because it goes against the very desires of the human flesh of fulfillment, of relationships. But if I violate the relationships and the bounds that God has set, God has made intimacy for a specific reason. And when we violate this, there will always be unfortunate things to happen. Always. And this is of every... Again, I'm, the Lord's put this on my heart. I've been studying this for a couple months. I've been working on this book and reading through it and taking notes. And I'm reading another book and reading another book on parenting and all this stuff that's coming down the line, studying and looking at scriptures. This is not, again, in a charge against any one person. I'm telling you what God has designed is best. If there's been violations, don't beat yourself up. Just say, God, I'm sorry, I messed up. Will you forgive me? And now I'm willing to do it God's way. So don't beat yourself up. Pastor's against me. I'm not against anyone. But if I withhold the truth of what God has given us, then I am liable before God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, the Bible tells me, all things, 1 Corinthians 6, 12, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. 
Meats for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication. Now fornication is all sexual activity outside of marriage. But for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? If you're a Christian, your body belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined into an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. They're not married, but they are one flesh when they come together in intimacy. But he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. God says, I want your spirit fully given to me, and I will lead you to the spouse I have for you. As we look at the most fundamental and first institution that the Lord created, marriage and the family, we cannot settle on our own understanding. We cannot lean to cultural norms and what TV and Hollywood and all these sorts of things are pushing forth on us. And I would say proselytizing. And we must cast these aside, the social constructs, and understand this is from the Almighty God who established the home, who established marriage and intimacy and relationships. And understand this, we have been made for relationships. We were made to be connected with another. So we must cast aside and say, I want to know what God says. Why is finding a life partner so difficult? Why does it seem like so many people use us and then they go on to greener pastures? Why are those who were not virgins when they married are more likely to divorce than those who remain absent until marriage? And that science will tell you if someone is not a virgin at marriage, they're much more likely to divorce after marriage. Now, God can work in all of these situations. God, it's not like, oh, you have a terminal death degree that you'll never find someone. That's not what I'm saying this morning. But I'm saying, we've got to recognize, Lord, if I've messed up, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Sometimes, you know what, we don't know. Some of you may not have known. And you can say, Lord, I'm sorry, please forgive me. But you know what, you can have a position of right now, from this moment forward, I'm going to take a pledge of abstinence until God brings the, the spouse I need for me. You can be, if you want to call it a second type of abstinence. This, the, the reports that we're going to look at, and, and here's some of the questions that they're posing. They ask this, why are sexually active adolescents more likely to be depressed than their abstaining peers? Why do married couples report higher levels of satisfaction than unmarried individuals with multiple partners? Can intimacy be a healthy relationship building experience for married couples, but only a physical counter for people just hooking up? And I want to tell you, the Bible tells us, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. Sin is a violation of the very things that God created. And when God creates these boundaries, he's doing it because he says, listen, I love you and I want to give you the best life. I want to protect your mind. I want to protect your heart. And so often we follow our feelings. We follow our emotions. We follow culture. We follow what peers and family are. Oh, did you? Oh, they're all Twitter painted in love. But inside your heart, you're saying something doesn't feel right. I'm telling you, we've got to set a good foundation. Except the Lord build the house. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? As we have, as our Psalm 11:3. 
You've got to settle the foundation right now that my emotional attachments, my relationships, friendships, uh, maybe an intimate relationship with someone that God may have for me to marry someday, I'm going to put that on the foundation of God and what God says. I'm not going to do it on what I'm thinking. Now, I'm not telling you to follow what I'm saying. I'm saying follow what the Word of God says. The answer to these questions fundamentally is the realization of your foundation. Because how you pursue relationships, how you go about them, who you're choosing, is a, what you're doing is you are identifying what is your foundation. If society's foundation is weak, families are weak. Church is weak and government is weak. The very foundation of the home, of a husband and a wife, if that is a weak, that affects every aspect of society. Because it affects my mind. It affects my heart. It affects me spiritually with God. As I mentioned last week in regards to authority, if a husband is not right with his wife, God says, I'm not answering your prayers. He's called the man to be the leader, and I'll talk more about that. But interwoven with the teaching of God's word, I will be injecting some statistical data, scientific information that supports what God has already established. Science and statistics are catching up with what we have already known since the day God wrote the precious scriptures. We must consider before we act what foundation you're establishing in your life. Faith is not just for church. Faith is to completely trust and follow the Lord for every relationship, both intimate and friendships and family. The first relationship you will encounter will be the home from your parents, your mom and dad. The parents set the tone and spiritual direction of the home, and maybe you grew up in a home that was not...